Hallelujah. I am so excited about God. I am just, I'm, I was so nervous and I just decided that I was going to just trust in him and allow him to use me to speak to you all today and just be of service and be a blessing. And I was so glad to get it out how thankful I am and how free I am during worship. So thank you, worship team. And um, just am so glad to see so many beautiful faces here today. Um, you guys mean the world to me. And um, Miss Marie, I just love you kicking off your shoes. At some point, I, I actually considered if that was my cue to do the same. <laughs> or snatch the mic and say hallelujah. Miss <laughs> Dawn and Kanan, and I don't know some of you guys' name, but it definitely blessed me, so thank you. Um, so I'm going to talk about boldness today, and um, but first I just want to acknowledge any little people in the room today and just tell you all that um, your life in God starts now, and I am who I am uh, today, but this was already predestined for me even as a little child, and so God loves you all even from here all the way through here. There's great things in store for you guys and in you guys and I just um, encourage you all and I love you children so very much and I just pray that you're attentive to this word and that you can grow up um, knowing how precious loved and the plans that God has for you and his thoughts towards you okay so I'm gonna pray Heavenly Father, I just thank you that you just have your way and that you lead me. I thank you that you have anointed me for this, Jesus Christ, and that your word pours, pours forth in um, the way that I would um, feel most comfortable with. I've made some requests known to you, and I just look forward to um, seeing you um, go beyond meeting my expectations and being able to bless the ears that are here and the hearts that are ready to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I wanted to um, mention, um, no matter where you are in your walk of faith and in this relationship with God, rather that is a new believer or you've been um, in this relationship for a long time, I am convinced that we all have um, something in common. So whether you're attending church on a regular basis or you're at home and you're a believer, I've seen God um, work in the hearts of people, um, whether they show up to church or not. Um, he loves them exactly the same and he finds favor in their life exactly the same as he's doing for each and every one of us. And so the one thing that we share in common is that we start at the finish line. <sighs> Thank you. Okay, and we know this because Jesus has perfected every good thing for us, leading us not to have to want or need for anything. He finished our race for us. He completed it. Okay? Now, the devil, the adversary. I, I wanted to throw some jokes at him, but... He's the sideliner. He's the one that's disqualified, okay? You'll know when you are working to achieve your um, right thinking or your, um, your resting place whenever you start to feel those disqualifying thoughts within yourself because that's, that, that is exactly how he feels about himself, disqualified. And so, therefore, the enemy will 
try or attempt to give you those same thoughts, those thoughts of um, discontentment or not being able to be good enough or be able to achieve something, um, not um, feeling as if um, you are uh, well-deserving of some things. And so whenever you hear those thoughts, I want you to uh, just remind yourself who is telling you that you are disqualified because God clearly has finished everything for you, okay? Um, and you guys know me well enough now since uh, from Monday night that I do sometimes have to take my time with my thoughts, so bear with me, okay? Okay, so I thought I'd give an example for you all to imagine all of the believers who have believed that they too have to qualify to get in line. The enemy wants us to come into a complete, relation, a complete relationship with God, having to concern ourselves with things that the Father has already worked out. Okay, So you can imagine that once you become a believer, the enemy wants you to assume that it, now it's time to start um, working things out for yourself. So therefore, you find yourself um, basically working backwards right instead of already um believing the finished works of god and what he has for you okay and this relationship is about belief right about faith right okay and then we know when we start at the finish line what happens uh, or i'm sorry when we start at the um uh, on the on the sidelines and the disqualified section insecurities come up doubt you know, strife and inadequacies and um, just being hard on ourselves. Um, and worst of all, not taking God for who he says he is, right? Um, not believing that what Jesus died for us is true for in our lives, okay? So we know, we can identify a lie easily now, right? That's pretty practical, right? And we're talking about the finished works, the, the grace. And Jesus Christ. Okay, so we are to declare his finished works and not try to start from the beginning. Um, you guys might hear me say that a lot, okay? We are to declare his finished works and not try to start from the beginning, not work for it to be finished, okay? And if we're, we've all been guilty of working for things to be complete and finished in our lives, right? Okay. So I wanted to, so I said, we are to declare his finished works. So I wanted to give you a definition of declaration. That means to say something, proclaim, announce, state, reveal, set forth, acknowledge possession of. Okay. So we are to use our tongue boldly to acknowledge possession of what Jesus died for and gave us. And so what do we know for sure that Jesus died for? Well, after my research, I discovered he died with the plan in mind for us. So this is my first time really um, receiving Jeremiah 29, 11, I guess in a non-selfish way. And so I'm going to read this for you. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. 
that's Jeremiah 29, 11, Amplified. So when I broke that down, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down concerning Jesus' plans and thought towards us, okay? It says that his thoughts and his plans are peace. So that's freedom from dis from disturbance, restfulness, order, and freedom from war. Again, I repeat myself a lot, but I just want you all to get how really good this is. His thoughts and his plan for us are peace. Freedom from, dis from disturbance, restfulness, order, and freedom from war. Jesus' plan and his thoughts for us are for good well-being. And we know there are a lot of conditions out there, right? Well, well-being is a condition. A condition of being happy, healthy, prosperous, positive, resilient, and the list goes on. So we're declaring God's plan for us. And we're also wise enough that these definitions did come from Google. So how much more does God's definitions elaborate what I'm saying here today, okay? <laughs> okay, so again, going back to Jeremiah 29, 11, and we're speaking about Jesus' plan and his thoughts for us. Um, it states that he doesn't desire disasters towards us. And so I thought about it. I said, well, if he richly gives us our desires, how much more will he give to himself his own desires concerning us? I hope everyone is like taking this extremely personal, okay? And so um, it says that also in Jeremiah 29, 11, that his plan and his thoughts for us is to give us a future. And that is time regarded as still to come or at a later time, it's going to or likely to happen. Okay. And then one of my favorites, Hope, which my daughter is named after, which is a confident expectation of a good outcome. Okay. These are God's plans and thoughts towards us. And there are more than several for us to be content with, right? And once we spend more time with him, we'll be able to dissect those things personally for us, and he'll be able to navigate you, um, tailor fit it to your own personal life. Okay. So for each of us rather, again, new to this relationship or not, we have all been established with the plans, thoughts, and desires of Jesus Christ. That goes for each and every one of us. So for the little children, to those of us who are new um, believers and those of us who have been in this relationship uh, for a while. So that, again, creates boldness, right? When we know the plans and thoughts that God has for us, it is helping us to live this life boldly. Colossians 2.7, and this goes for each and every one of us, no matter your failures, no matter your flaws, no matter what happened today, what happened yesterday, um, as of right now, this very moment, and it happened at the before the foundations of the earth, okay? Oh, I love this. Having been deeply rooted in him, meaning past tense, so when you accepted God as your 
Savior, your Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have been deeply rooted in him. And again, the enemy will try to make you assume that uh, you got to get to the root of him, right? And that's a lie, okay? And again, you identify your belief system uh, with um, the word of God. That's what we're lining this up to, okay? The word of God. So having been deeply rooted in him, past tense, finished, so that I, I can't stretch that, stress that enough. That is for each and every one of us having been deeply rooted in him, meaning it was past tense and finished and continually built up in him and becoming increasingly more established in your faith, just as you were taught and overflowing in it with gratitude. So I like to ask questions when I spend time with the, with the Holy Spirit just to kind of um, make sure I'm getting it and understanding um, and to help you all. So who were we taught by? I would like, we can tell me, who were we taught by? According to uh, the scripture, um, who were we taught by? Our father, the master of our faith, right? So he built us to have faith, right? He created us. It's not apart from us. We don't have to get it. We don't have to earn it. We, If we uh, even have a little bit, we still have it. It belongs to us, right? Okay. So um, one thing that I've learned about faith, though, is um, not only were we not born without it, but it gets bolder and bolder the more that you choose to use it, correct? So Hebrews 11.3, and this is the Amplified, it says, by faith, with an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God, we understand that the worlds were, were framed and created, formed, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. I'm going to read that again, okay? By faith, with an, with an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God, we understand that the worlds were framed and created, formed and put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible, we practically and clearly see that faith is inherent, okay? Meaning existing in something as permanent, essential, it's a characteristic attribute, it's ingrained, built in, and deep-rooted. Because that's what he just said, right? In Colossians 2, 7, and we have that proof as well in Hebrew eleven three. We also see that we have enduring confidence in God's power, wisdom, and goodness. And inherent means that we don't have to work to get it. We don't have to work to get this enduring confidence in God's power, wisdom, and, and goodness. It's within us. Now, it can grow bolder, but it's already inside of us. Okay. And lastly, what I want us to see is that being created in our Father's image. What? So, that, so since we are created in our Father's image, and according to uh, Hebrew 11.3 and other scriptures that we found throughout the word, um, 
God created the scene out of things which are not visible. How much more so does that apply to us and we're created in his image? So we know that what God started in you or implanted, he will perfect it and complete it. We have enduring confidence in God until the day that Jesus returns. I may be short on my notes for 27 minutes left now, so. <laughs> y'all tell me what y'all want to talk about. <laughs> okay. So Philippians 1.6 says, I am convinced and confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. I feel as if I want to share with you guys the journey to these notes briefly. So going back to Monday night, I was just asked, um, well, me and Pastor Al had a discussion about some future hopes of mine. And um, he said, hey, Ashley, along the same lines of my future hopes and dreams, he said, well, why don't you um, use that um, um, New Year's Eve to share the to share your love story about God and tell a little bit about your testimony and so forth and so um, I was excited but very scared and uncertain and all of those um, feelings of insecurities came up because I had never really done this before at least in his vehicle his car so <laughs> adjusting my mirrors and everything else in this vehicle um you can you know how you, you treat somebody else's car right okay so uh, there's a lot of nervousness there okay i wouldn't say insecurity we'll use nervousness um and this is a this is like your car out there uh pastor uh tracy you got the somebody had a porsche you got the audi okay and one of them says supercharge on it Okay, <laughs> so this is exactly how it feels for me, <laughs> being in a supercharged car and having to prepare for such a time as now and then. And um, so there was a lot of um, quality time spent with God, and it took me hours um, to prepare for my um, evening on Monday night. And when I mean hours, I, I literally sat on my couch for six hours. And the only time I left my couch was to use the bathroom. And so, um, again, just hoping that what I had prepared was special enough and yet still um, true to myself. And yet, being able to um, just highlight my relationship with the Father. And so that night, as I spoke, um, after I was done, Pastor Al asked me to speak here today. And once again, I went back to this notebook and I spent time with God 
and I spent days and hours and there were very important things going on in my life personally. Um, but all I wanted to do was get back to these notes. <laughs> and so um, I care about excellence and I care about, I'm a, I do feel as if this is the one thing that I'm very um, passionate, I see, about being um, a perfectionist and so you guys can give me a rating after I'm done and let me know what you think <laughs> but anyways concerning these notes there was a lot of times where I was uncertain about what I was writing because I am new to this kind of um, stage for a lack of better words and new to being able to share a message. And so I would write things down out of my heart and then had to constantly ask the Father if this was, is this true? Is this right? Is this the word? I'm not no scholar, right? In the Well, I mean, I guess I am, but <laughs> it's proven that I am all right, all right? And so... Um, I said all that to say that these uh, notes have been oh, just good quality time, okay? And so as I re-iterate um, and I read and I, I, just, I just think about the times that, the time that I had with the Father, I know what these mean to me, okay? Um, because he talked, he was talking to me, you know, and I had doubts, but he's the truth, and he's given me truth, and I've been very surprised about how wonderful he's conveyed his thoughts towards this message, okay, so I hope it's, well, I know that it is, so we'll go from there, so. Philippians 1.6 says, I'm convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. Again, I wrote questions down on this notebook, like what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us? So 1 Peter 1.8, it says, you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Okay. So this means that though I've never seen him, and though I don't see him now, I trust him just like Philippians 1, 6 says, I'm convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who had begun a good work in me will continue to perfect it and complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, the time of his return, though I have never seen him and I don't see him now. I trust him. So hope in the Lord precedes boldness. Okay? Faith is our foundation for boldness. I wrote some scratch here, so bear with me, okay? Okay, there is nothing too small or unimportant to be worth consideration when you're trusting God, okay? 
I'm going to read that again. And this is also for the little children. Please. There is nothing too small, unimportant, to be worth consideration when trusting God. This is right believing, okay? So the definition of boldness is to take risk, and it's an act of innovatively confidence and courage. All faith is bold faith because you're choosing the Father. Okay. Does that, does that, right? So all faith is bold faith because you're choosing the Father. There's nothing too small, unimportant, to be worth consideration when trusting God. And I love this part. Faith is just knowing you have access. Okay? It's the keys. What you're desiring or believing are God's plans and his thoughts towards you anyways. You're simply agreeing with him, acknowledging your possession. Okay? This is your bold faith. What you're desiring or believing are God's plans and his thoughts towards you. Because we just saw that in Jeremiah 29, 11. We just saw that we are desiring and believing God's plans and his thoughts towards us anyways. That's what our faith is. That's what we're believing for. Okay? We're, that's, that's our access, right? You're simply agreeing with him, acknowledging your possession. This, this, this was my favorite. The beautiful part about this relationship is God introducing you to yourself. Okay. Anybody else want to say that? Because it was really good. <laughs> I really love that. It was so, so fun to just have that um, when he brought that to my heart. The beautiful part about this relationship is God introducing you to yourself. The beautiful part about this relationship is God introducing you to yourself. And our self is our righteousness self, right? We're in right standing with God. All those beautiful attributes that he put inside of us, right? Those beautiful things about him that come out in us. So the most serious matters are the matters of our faith. Okay. Everything else can seem very serious, right? And these conditions and the things that are going on and whatnot. But the most serious matters are the matters of our faith, where we just shift our thinking and our believing to our faith and make that much more serious and more of a priority than the other little serious things that would try to trump over um, our real serious matters, which are the matters of our faith. Ephesians 3.12 says, Christ Jesus, our Lord. I love his name. <sighs> I love his name. I've been wanting to get that out because I do love his name. Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and confident access. Through faith in him, that is, our faith gives us sufficient courage to freely and openly approach God through Christ. So I asked God, well, wh what are we approaching God with? And he replied to me, his will, through faith. 
Ephesians 3.12. I'll read that again. Thank you so much. Y'all know I love the name of Jesus, so it just may get to me one more time. <laughs> I love it so much. I love his name because I know he loves me. <laughs> he loves me. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. I love you. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Oh, our Father. Thank you, Father. In whom we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. That is our faith. Gives us sufficient courage. Excuse me, guys. Sorry, but I'm human, right? <laughs> it can get ugly. <laughs> but beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the time again that was my prayer to be mindful of time <laughs> i did well miss carla <laughs> i'm doing well <laughs> thank you father christ jesus all right i'm gonna say it again because i love it but here we go christ jesus our lord in whom we have boldness and confident access through faith in him that is our faith gives us sufficient courage to freely and openly approach god through christ and so therefore i ask him what are we approaching god with Tell me his will through faith. So good job. His will. We are approaching God with his will. So again, when those obstacles and those circumstances or whatever it is that are that is distracting, we have God's will in our faith. It's access. And it's all good. Okay. So we are clearly demonstrating God's characteristics. Going back to Hebrews 11.3 in the Amplified. What is seen is not made out of the things that are visible. Okay. Is that, is that connecting? Am I getting that? Okay. What is seen is not made out of the things that are visible. How much so more do we have to apply that in our life if we're like our father? It is no other option. It is our life. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to read. I read the Amplified Ephesians 3.12. I'll read the NIV. It says, in him and through faith, we approach God with freedom and confidence. Freedom is the power or right to act, speak, or think as we want without restraints or hindrance and we allow at times the enemy to scare us with things that look so permanent and factual but we can say what we want right we can act and say what we want and have it because it's done and i know myself has and probably like you all have been faced with this is not something that i have not experienced in my life 
right? We've all had things and circumstances that seem as if it just won't turn for us. Those are lies. They're lies. Because it's finished. It's done. We know the unseen. Right? Praise God. Okay. I love the, the Lord. Thank you for loving me. And he loves you all so very much. There's not a single thing that's been too far gone or too far deep or too deeply rooted. Because we're rooted in him. I've made a lot of unhealthy choices for myself in my life. But I'm free and I'm rooted. And it's the great thing about it is that they just weren't too deeply rooted, right? Though it seemed as if it was. And though fear tried to make you seem, tell yourself, that's who you are. That's who I am. I was just born this way, made this way. I can't seem to shake it, right? Um, the beautiful part about this relationship is God introducing you to yourself. All alone, like, we do this relationship as being who we are. And God meeting us where we are, just how we are. There's just nothing, nothing at all wrong with you. And I know you heard that a lot in this church. <laughs> what we 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 have overcome something being wrong with us but God made it right for us right all those lies shut it down yeah shut it down as we do that <laughs> we do that don't we <laughs> we shut it down I love that okay you guys, I don't feel like myself up here today, but thank you, Father. <laughs> Feels pretty awesome. Thank you. I was so nervous, guys. <sighs> but I knew that I had a good message. That much I was confident of, right? Not because of me, but I knew what I was depending on. And I knew. I love, I mean, we have a relationship, right? Anything that's in you will come out, right? And that doesn't mean that it's be any, it doesn't, you can be anywhere. Just see you. Yeah. Okay. Did I get off track anywhere? Okay. Okay. So we said, last thing we said was freedom. The power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without restraints or hindrance. Hi, I'm live. Hey, I remember that. <laughs> Hi, Summit Indy. <laughs> So I just
just thought about Pastor Gary. That's what happened. I think about his. I was thinking about his, um, his his um, his conviction for healing and health. And so I'm using that as an example that we can, we have the power to speak or think as we want concerning those things with no restraints. That it tries to tell us. With no hindrance. Although it tries to tell us that there's a hindrance. There is no hindrance. And we don't have to be perfect. That's the great thing about telling it what you want. I don't have to be perfect at that. I don't have to always get it right. And I can tell you that. And you have to obey under my authority, right? So, we learned something about ourselves today. We learned that we not only speak bold faith, but our beliefs will produce bold moves, right? And so, remind yourself from this day forward, and I know Pastor Al does a really good job with sharing with us about the finished works of God and his love towards us no matter any imperfection. We just speak bold faith. And our bold beliefs will produce bold moves. That's encouraging for 2019. Did y'all remember it was 2019? Okay. <laughs> okay, so great things are in store for you this year. Okay? I love this. You can do everything wrong and still end up right. This relationship does not require us to lean on our own understanding. You can take a risk on God. Right? Let's not cheat ourselves. Right? And what did we say that risk was? Bold, right? That's what part of the, one of the definitions of boldness is, a risk. Huh? So who's ready to who's who's already been bold? Who's ready to go bold? <laughs> it is totally in style. I kid you not. Okay, it's a thing. Okay. So I conclude that I have nothing else to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs>